To many people, retirement is a call to go home and rest. But to some others, retirement is a call to deploy your years of experience into productive ventures and continuous development. On this episode, the Talk TV crew engages with a retiree who started a chain of businesses after retirement and made a success of each and every one of them. Welcome, AIG Ralph Osanae, retired. Yeah, Josanae, thank you for joining us on the program. Thank, thank you so much, sir. Now, um, after 35 years of meritorious service with the Nigerian Police Force, you voluntarily retired with medals, awards, and honors. And as Assistant Inspector General of Police, I mean, that will be an enviable position for anyone, any day, any time. That's like a general yeah. in the army. Yeah. One would expect that you will retire to your village or to some remote locations and just enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yet, instead of doing that, you decided to venture into business. And you not only ventured into business, you made a success of it. Tell us what your entrepreneurial journey was like. Well, um, I can say the journey is full of bitterness and sweetness. What I mean by that is it's full of ups and downs. But it is pleasing. Uh, if one retire and just go back and sit down and feel he's now a pensioner, it's a disservice to himself because this is a busy mind, a busy brain, in activities you have been very functional, just to withdraw that you retire and go and sit down. The body, you, you know, you run down the system, you run down the brain, you keep it in, a, in, in action. And uh, by that, you are doing, you are hurting your system. Okay. It is good for somebody to be functional. You still have something to do. Uh, it gives you joy. It gives you some rough uh, situations. Yeah, it is good for the body. Hmm. And I think uh, it is... Uh, that, that's quite deep and instructive, sir. Yeah. But, you know, at what point did you realize that it was business for you? I mean, you could have done something else. You could have uh, gone into teaching, you could have gone into ministry. I know that you are a very strong, good Christian, committed. Yeah. Yeah. You could have gone to be a pastor or something. Why business? Well, I'm happy you go into those areas. I'm a reverend in my church. And I have been reverend while I was in service. And while I was in service, I'm just trying to go in yes. that direction. Yes. While I was in service, uh, head of many bands in the church, choir master, organist, and the pastor, uh, deacons, before I became reverend, even before I retired. So retiring is advantage to the church itself. That's to tell you that notwithstanding the commitment, the demand yes. of my office by then, that of God is not left out of it. The ministry did not suffer. Yeah, it did not suffer. You see, that's to show you that I'm a busy man. Mm, mm. When I run this, I finish with this, I'm on that, and from this, I'm on this. Yes. So if you retire and just go and sit down, mm. you are hurting yourself unknowingly. Mm. So 
and while in service, I knew I wouldn't just retire and just pull down everything and uh, no. Uh, from then, I, I did some job. I was working with Taylor Woodrow in those days. Even as a police officer? Not yet as a police okay, officer. Okay, before you joined before the force. Before I joined the, uh, the police force. So that experience there helped me at the time I was in the force. My commitment, my total commitment, you know, with uh, my previous working place. Mm -hmm. At the time I came into the police, you know, I applied it. And it gives me upper hand, you know, with my colleagues, you know, yes. while they are still dragging their foot, I've gone inside and put in my best. Mm. And it worked very well. Because there so, were some capacities you brought into the police force exactly, when you joined. Exactly. And it helped you to have a competitive edge. Competitive edge. Because while I was going through your profile, I noticed that not once, not twice, you had double promotion double in pro some instances. Yes. <laughs> you were they promoted job, twice, twice in the year. The job, I go into it. And I go into it wholeheartedly with every uh, sense of uh, dedication. And uh, it gives me upper hand. But that is what I brought from my previous working place mm -hmm. and i know i can carry that into myself into my new company into my new organizations yeah. and i know i can make the best out of the situation so what you're trying to tell us now is that every exposure and experience yes. comes handy in life yeah, exactly. and one should not underrate you will just reapply it wherever you find it oh yeah that's quite good so when, when you move into a new job yes there are skills and uh, knowledge and capabilities that you are bringing that is it and you should just figure out a way by which you can redirect, Re and, apply redirect it and apply it and it new... will just give you a fine result so would i be correct if i say that that was what happened when you retired from the police force all of the skills, training, exposures, yes. experiences that you acquired yes. in those 35 years in the force, yes. you simply just figured out a way to apply it to into apply business. It. That is it. Wow. That is it. And while I was in, in the police, I, 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 I came in at the lowest uh, level. level as a constable. And it's very rare to find a constable rise to that level yes and you were commissioner of police of so many states in so many states so many even states. including the old or your states the old or your states the president of Shuan Kaduna state, state. Kaduna because these state. are the big states in Nigeria Edo states Edo and uh, went to the war college national war college I was the first police officer to attend the national war college and graduated and uh, graduated there and uh, so I was applying all those methodology and it was working. And you were trained with the FBI as well. I did. As well as uh, Scotland Yard. Yeah, because I was exposed to be working with them, attending different, uh, having many cases internationally, mm -hmm. covering the whole world with the FBI, with the German authority, with the India authority, to Malaysia, uh, you know, to Bahamas, and so on. Well, and, and you know, I, I still want to see. I want you to give us the specifics of how, how you were able to relate your exposure, training and experiences to doing business. Because um, to many of us professionals, we think in a linear manner. We don't tend to be diversified. But I'm seeing a versatility that is very rare. And I'd like to share with our audience out there. Okay. What I would just say, and by Nigerian context, any job you want to do, be a policeman, 
if you can be on the job yourself, direct, sit in, don't sit down as an armchair general. Okay. You'll be on the field with your men. You will motivate them. They will not have room to play any hanky-panky. You are seeing them, they are seeing you, and they'll be happy seeing you, and they give you the best, and you always have the best. Mm. So in the police, I'm a field officer. I pass through all the ranks. I pass through all the segments of departments, CID, mobile, everything. So at the time, I became top, uh, get to the top. You, are, you had already experienced virtually every segment. So I'm always there on the field with the boys. Mm. As a commissioner of police, I'm on the field. Before a DPO thing to us, he found me there. Before beats policeman, find, I pick a date within a week. I also so read somewhere that, I mean, when you were assistant commissioner of police in yes. Lagos State, yes. uh, within weeks, not even months now, weeks, yes. you you led a team yes. uh, that was uh, mandated yes. to fight robbery incident yes. at that time. Yes. We had uh, Yemo yes. and Sino Rambo and the rest it. of them. That is it. And within weeks, we were able to bring the robbery incidents down from about 200 per day to so almost zero. zero. Not almost zero, it was zero. Zero. This was what inspired the president. That then. Then. That, oh, what's happening? You mean in Lagos State, for one week running, no single case of armed robbery? And this is where we have 100, 150, 200, you know, day in, day out. Mm -hmm. And you now have a whole week, no single case of robbery. And they said the, the team, the new team that is just formed, of, are working. And then, you know, it went on like that, first week, second week, third week, six weeks, no single case of robbery. How did you do that? Well, as I've said, commitment, dedication, and, uh, you know, total good hand. Just few men. You know, we picked on uh, a, a team of gang that I led and arrested. And that guy said, oh, I believe his son is finished. If not, no policeman can arrest him like that. Mm. I, I was uh, relatively young then. I was an undergraduate yeah. um, in the 80s, and we had all these tales right. about uh, Shino Rambo and uh, Yemo yeah. or something. And we, we had all kinds of tales about yeah. how they would disappear, they disappear, how they were invincible, yes. and all of that. They so, were looking for a vehicle, precisely, to go for robbery oppression. And my department was nearly four. And I applied them with one of my uh, uh, covered vehicles. Okay. And he got the vehicle unprepared. That is the best time to penetrate. Mm. Not necessarily in action. You can preempt. But when uh, you need to com uh, confront, you can do that. So, so intelligence works more for you? More, yeah. How would you compare that to what's of, what is obtainable today? You know, even though this is a business program, but without security, there is no business. There yeah. can be no business. Yeah. So it's, we're still in order yeah. discussing security. Yeah. Today, we tend to see policing and securing more as an act of physical presence and manning situations, manning gates, carrying guns and wielding guns. There are less of intels. As we can see, it's unfortunate. This is the situation where we find ourselves as a nation. It wasn't so. The police has different departments. Yeah. 
And intelligence department, I can say, is almost the most important department because they will gather the information and bring it in, you know, you digest it and know what and what you will pass to detective to detect and know what you will pass to the uniformed policemen to operate upon. So intelligence is always the most important aspect of the policy. But along, somewhere along the line, we lost that as We a lost that. Uh, that was a branch in the police. That was, uh, they call it by then, uh, they call them SSS, mm -hmm. NSO, Special Branch, mm -hmm. and all what not, E Department, and so on. They changed names from one thing to the other. That is the department that now formed the SSS. But right now, what we have now is not as effective and as functional as yeah, what we because, had Yeah, because there is gap. There is bound to be gap in communication. You see, then they will gather the information raw, they will pass it to the body that will analyze it. Those to go to, uh, for detective, they will pass it to them. While it's still fresh, they are working on it. Those to go for more intelligence, they identify them and pump in more men okay. on the subject matter. And when it is still fresh, they gather everything they want. And those to go to uh, uniform men, they send it to them. While it is still fresh, they hit uh, the, the, the so there's, iron. there's a unit that's like the brain box. Exactly. That processes the information exactly. and exactly. then sees it, it. And they start working on it. But nowadays, if it goes to the uh, NSO, or call it special branch, or call it SSS, they will be digesting it there. It will be going from one hand to the other yeah. within their department. Maybe they may decide to work on it without passing it so they, to the people to use it. And this one creates vacuum. And so it makes create the ineffectiveness. So why do you think, I mean, because as you spoke now, it will seem like a no-brainer that anyone will be able to notice this gap yes and feel it i i just like an outsider i'm thinking that it shouldn't be so difficult to re-engineer that area why do you think it's not being re-engineered the way it should be done it looks as if to say it's not difficult okay. but if it is difficult because you have created this is just a section you made them to look like a department yes. not only a department an organization, an organization. and we now have many heads, many leaders. So you are your ego at your own level, this one at its own level. So who is going to drop for one another? It's like separating one arm from the body and making it independent. Exactly. It begins to feel I'm, I'm, I'm independent. It's an independent body. So it doesn't, Whereas it, the whole thing should work as a system. They should work as a system. Now we have a new government in place in Nigeria. Yes. If you were sitting with the president, the yes. newly elected president, yes. What kind of counsel or advice would you be giving him in terms of what he should be doing to re-engineer the police force? It's just to bring these people together. They are doing the same job. They broke it into pieces and makes them ineffective. What's happened to the Nigerian police end up happening to the other department too. That is shortage of material, mm -hmm. shortage of fund, shortage of this. It will happen to the other side too. Sure. Whereas if it is put together in one place, less than what they are putting together, they will see the result. Hmm. Now let's talk about business, yeah. uh, making money, <laughs> which is something that you 
um, you, you've been able to bring yourself into after yeah. retirement and the good Lord has made you a success yeah. of it. Yeah. Rouge Nigeria Limited, one of your companies yeah. the, the, that you founded. What is Rouge into? Rouge is uh, Nigeria Limited is into security businesses. Okay. Apart from that, it is armed to be able to do other businesses, okay. such as supplies, uh, contracts, whatever comes our way, it is into it, but primarily into security. Security, security we think is a very broad, ubiquitous uh, yes. term. Yes. Uh, what niche areas do you service? Uh, as an intelligence officer, I, I want to reckon that. Initially, okay, depending on the market, Initially, we're going to supply of a lot of security equipment. Okay. We get in touch with so many countries and see their security system, short circuit television system, uh, uh, intelligence, you know, alarming system, okay. and uh, communication system. Separate line that you can have direct pump your men to somewhere, communicate and coordinate okay. on your own not necessarily on telephone lines and so we have all these systems working then we have intelligence uh, department people coming to the country from the airport we can receive them and give them a coverage and so on then we have uh, other areas if you want to monitor what is going on somewhere you can employ us we can pump in our staff like embedding uh, exactly. undercover, undercover agents. agents and they will be there working mixing up and they will never show anything to show that they belong to an outside agency and from there you can detect and know all that is happening within the company hmm. but then things are depending on the demand the demand in nigeria market when businesses are not going on well factories are not functioning well a lot of things are closing down, so they have less patronage mm. on those areas. But the area that uh, people uh, still cherish more is the uniform. Uh, we have people come in so many parts of the country. What mm. are called in Lagos, in Abuja, in Kaduna, in Benin, Makondi, and so on and so forth. So they are working there. So we have more business on those areas than the intelligent aspect which we have wanted to develop more for this country mm. so uh, listening to you you yeah. tend to be telling us that entrepreneurs should listen to their markets <laughs> exactly and not just say because i know that your own passion is intel yes uh, intelligence gathering That's and right. if you're going to security like you have also said to yeah. us now yeah. um, you primarily set out to focus on the intelligence yeah. as a business uh, venture. Yes. But when you realized that the market was not really responding well, yes. you had to adapt your business model to the needs of the market. That's correct. And that, for me, is what a lot of entrepreneurs are not doing today. That's you, right. you have a passion for something, you just launch out and yes. start to do it. Yes. And you don't test your market over time, yes. and you keep lamenting and complaining. You will regret. Things are not you will working. regret because you wouldn't get what you want. And once you don't get what you want, it's a failure. And I cannot afford to fail. So hmm. it's to analyze, digest, test the market and see where there is demand. And where there is demand, I drift to that area. Hmm. And that's how you can keep yourself afloat. Afloat. So entrepreneurs need to be alive yes. to the needs of the market exactly. and continue to 
modify exactly. themselves, you know, adapt to meet up, meet up with them. Now, related to that, yeah. in recent times, there have been waves of kidnapping around the country. Uh, there have been incidents of domestic staff, you know, doing all kinds of untoward things, yeah. which brings me to the idea of background checks. Yes. Um, I think the awareness has started to grow yes. that the world we live in is a much more difficult world and for that reason, when you are bringing staff into your home or your office, mm. for, for sensitive positions especially, mm. you need to do background checks. Exactly. Has that impacted on your business? As at now, well, we are looking forward. I know the demand for the uh, intelligent aspect of security duties will be emerging with time, but not yet. Not yet. And how uh, are you preparing for? Oh, what? We are, we are watching. The structure is on ground. The structure is on ground. We are watching. And if there's any demand, this is what we want. We sit down, we analyze and see here your demand. Then we go and uh, uh, build it up and say, this is the outfit. But you have to pay. You see, it is quite expensive. Uh, security is expensive. So, and, and with, if, the downturn, if you wanted, because... with the downturn of business in Nigeria, yes, many people cannot go into that. They can't that's afford to invest in security. So, that's right. Now, um, still staying on the security business, I've yeah. talked on your other ventures, yeah. uh, if time permits. Mm -hmm. But this is very important because it is generally agreed that the number one problem that we have in our society today, security. in the whole world, the whole world. is security, security issue. Yeah. And so I would want to assume that there is vast opportunity in that sector. Exactly. And uh, we don't have many people taking advantage or appropriating those commercial opportunities. Those even who went into it regretted because they don't meet what they expect. Because the response, the demand is so low. And so if you don't know how to uh, adjust and drift to where there is demand, you'll be left alone. So you can't afford to be static. Uh, you have you to, to continuously research the market yes, yes. and adapt yourself adapt accordingly. Adapt hmm. according to the demand. Now, if we're going to be specific, I want to go into security business. And I have approached you not only as someone who has practiced as a professional, but also as someone who has practiced the security business as an entrepreneur. What kind of counsel will you be giving me? Oh, I will just tell you one. Nowadays, they made it more difficult before you can register. Entry level. The cost, that is one. And a lot of aqueous tasks, demand, things you should meet, and so on. So that put a lot of people off. But after all this, yes. when they are not making the business, they play down mm. on the security. Mm. But if the market is booming and you are making money, then you can say, okay, let me feel secure as well. Now we have neglected all this now as a nation. Mm. And we now get a nation that is not properly secure. Now, why, why wouldn't we want to make it easy for players to enter that sector? Because I know that in America and the other places that I want to quickly cite as examples where their citizens are well secured yes. uh, to some high degree. I mean, yes. not in every part of America, but let's say Europe. Yes. In many European countries where their citizens are well secured. Um, it's because 
The government security arms efforts and activities are complemented by a huge, vast private security network. Yes, that is it. So why won't uh, government be interested in allowing more players to come into the sector? Well, the government has their own reason. Okay. But I will say that reason, as a person, is not reasonable enough. Considering uh, the... Considering the threats, the insecurity we have on the ground. So, uh, they, there are abuses, however. Mm -hmm. Let me admit that. Yeah. There are some uh, 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 companies that are not properly registered, okay. not properly documented, okay. and if something happens, you are looking for them, you can't trace them. So it is good you know who is who sure. and who is behind these companies. Sure. But then, having known that and seen the security situations in the country, I think that area needs to be relaxed to enable more uh, formations to emerge. I, I remember when I was a CP of, uh, I think, uh, Kaduna State, okay. uh, you know, they, they have uh, uh, an outfit, a locally made outfit, they call it Yambanga. Okay. So they don't allow, you know, it was a talk of like war. A local vigilante? Yeah, local vigilante. It was a talk of war between the police and them. And the, the authorities on ground, I mean the community, you know, want them to complement the efforts of the police. And the situation by then, government uh, uh, demand that no, it shouldn't be like that. Mm -hmm. But at the time I got there, I said, look, if an ordinary person, every Nigerian has power to arrest, mm. whether you are vigilante or whether you are whatever it is, you have power to arrest. You can only you arrest can immediately you hand over. So why can't we have an outfit that will help us? You know, to round up these people, we, the police cannot cover everywhere. Mm. And so if we have other bodies that can do the right thing for us, then why can't we accommodate them? So at the time I took over, the first press uh, uh, think they want, they want to know whether I, as the new commissioner of police, will want to work with these vigilante people. And I said, very well, in uh, fact, I'm looking for them. Uh, and everybody say, oh, I have won in Cardona State. Hmm. And they are very useful, they are cooperating, they penetrate everywhere, they have access to me, I have access to them. At times where you don't think that I am, I will be there. I'll be there before them. Hmm. And when I see them, they say, oh, that is the man who, who recognizes our organization. They give me all the cooperation that I need. Hmm. And I succeeded. So, so one can extrapolate from this incident, yes. uh, which took place more than 25 years ago yeah, or thereabouts. About 25 years. Uh, one can extrapolate to say you shouldn't throw a baby away with the bath water. In fact, you, you, that water that we really think is bad is useful somewhere. Oh dear, There's no. nothing that is not useful, <laughs> except if you are not applying it. And everything is equally bad because one of the bad things that we need here is electricity. Mm. Put your hand in it, you know it's a bad... Uh, so life or prison duality. Exactly. And so, so what is good or bad is a matter of perspective. It's a question of uh, perspective and where they want to apply it. And mm -hmm. you settle down and see where do you need it. And don't waste it. Mm -hmm. So it will give you good results. Mm -hmm. And people will be seeing you succeeding. Now, why do you think the marketplace, I mean, is reluctant? to procure the services of secure, private security um, agencies, as it were, whether for technology sourcing 
for intelligence gathering, you know, and so on. Why is it a cultural thing or is it just purely economic consideration? Well, ordinarily, yes, sir. At the time we started, namely, uh, the Nigerian economy was not as bad as it is now. Yes. So there were people coming trying to patronize us. So I would believe Nigeria is going to be a good market because of the threats, the insecurity threats here and there. But as things go the other way, economic-wise, in the nation, you know, those that even ask us for services cannot pay. Mm. So we write and to you them. And we need that payment. To we keep need that payment. Going. You see, yes. you employ people. Yes. And you yeah, want them to do security job, risking their lives. So you have to pay them. Pay them well. And so once you don't pay them well, they will be doing the other other side of uh, the job, and they will uh, constitute insecurity. True. They threat. Because they know in and out. So how can we overcome this? Because I always ask people, I mean, I go to rich men's homes and I look at, with my own little knowledge about yes. security issues, I look at the building, the cars, the cheapest car is probably 11 or 15 million naira. Yes. And there's this madam, or probably even a foreigner, who doesn't even understand the... Who doesn't understand English yes, yes. or their language? Yes. Who has not been trained? Yes. Whom they don't know? They don't know. They don't know the background. And so they just put him at the gate and that's the only security in the whole That's the cheapest. I can't see. Because yeah. it's cheap. It's the cheapest. So I ask myself, if I can afford to build a hundred millionaire house yeah. and have automobiles that are worth over fifty million naira, mm. the collection, mm. why would it be difficult for me to invest maybe even... 100,000 naira every month, or even 50,000 naira every month. You are thinking all right, but then a lot of people in Nigeria today, today. I'm sorry to say, I think uh, they are you not say thinking, God will protect Yeah, you. God, we believe, we pray very well, and uh, we believe God will do it. But God has given you the knowledge, the means, and everything. So you have to apply, so you don't just continue to tempt God, mm. what you should do for yourself, you don't do it and say God will do it. God gave you the knowledge, God gave you the capability and the, the means. And the means. So why can't you do it? So how can we change this orientation? Well, with the, I believe it's going to be gradual. Yes. If the economy picks up, those taking uh, all those nights, that malams of foreigners you don't know them before overnight you can just decide to withdraw and go away you cannot trace him to that anywhere. happens regularly and that is the end so they and after some time they bring in their people they, they let them have the local knowledge mm. and they create uh insecurity for the area mm. so we are seeing all this happening but the 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 owner or the, the, the person who employs has the final say. That's true. So if you decide not to employ the trained people, what do you do? No, as you're speaking now, I'm, I'm just seeing a gap. Yes. And I would like your expertise based on your experience and knowledge about how the industry functions to yes. tell me if this is workable, if it's feasible. Yes. Perhaps if one could uh, come up with a business model where 
you have trained these cheap security guards yes. for a fee. Yes. Because in my area alone, I can count a minimum of 100 of such security guards. Yes. And I, I, a small estate, yes. as it were, not populated like that. So I, I'm just thinking now that, okay, if you cannot afford well-trained, qualified security men that a company like yours uh, has available, perhaps, okay, this cheap one that you can afford, let's ramp them all together. All of you on this street pay a certain amount and let's give them a crash uh, program every six weeks. We have a training department. Oh, really? But then even those with our department mm -hmm. haven't trained them, uh, small time they will get another outfit <laughs> that want to pay their more money. So the attrition rate was so high, even with our own department. And uh, wherever they go to, the same thing, you know, they go to wherever there is better pay. Did you have a standing relationship that you leveraged on and that, was, that worked well for you? Yes, we have some that work well and we have some that fail. Okay. And uh, that is why you must not put your egg in one basket. So as you are approaching one, you must be thinking, what is plan B? What could be plan C? And so on and so forth. So if this is failing, you have plan B and so on. So you have uh, some that are cooperating. Okay. Very well. I want to see you all. You have some that want to see you up to a certain extent. Mm. They will want to leave you alone. And so, if you are not, and you will have some that doesn't that doesn't, doesn't want, want to you want to even to emerge. So you come across this. Uh, so one must prepare himself for that reality. For, uh, exactly. But the crucial thing is that while in service, you should proactively build relationships, expand your relationship. Prepare network. yourself. Prepare for out of service relationships. There are uh, many civil servants lose focus. Mm. They are carried away with office friends. Mm. Some are carried away by the power within his office. You are going to leave all those <laughs> powers, and those power, if you don't leave it, it will leave you. Mm. Then those having office friends, immediately you leave office, they leave you. Sure. So you must be able to look out and you know identify who are your friends who are your real friends in need mm. Mm. and once you establish this you keep them there shouldn't be many and at the time it's not you come about out, quantity not quantity it's about quality the real one and at the time you leave i'm, I'm still enjoying myself till today mm. i have some old good friends and we are still good friends till today mm. and what affects me affects them and what affects them affects me. Mm. So we have this sense of belonging. We are now because related. you kept the network yeah. active exactly. while you were inside. Exactly. So you went outside your office and professional calling to yeah. also expand, expand the network. Exactly. And you you nurtured it, you invested into exactly. the network. Exactly. And it has come it has come handy and useful exactly. in retirement. Exactly. In fact, while you are in a particular state, you must know who are your friends there. And you must know the friend you are uh, uh, grooming yourself to remain with, mm. even when you leave the state. And such, whether you leave the state or not, with the relationship you have kept with one another, not fraudulent relationship, mm -hmm. you know, 
truthful relationship. Quality, genuine. Quality, genuine relationship. You will meet them there. They are waiting for you. And you leverage on that. Yeah. That becomes part of So, for those who retire and they think all they have is just their severance package, mm. retirement benefits, mm. and maybe the monthly pension. Mm. What you are telling them now is that what you have is a lot more than that. Yeah, it's a lot more than that monthly pension that looks reasonable during our time. <laughs> right now, cannot even fill my tank. Mm, true. True. Now, what looks reasonable by the infl inflation has uh, sunk them up. What looks like uh, reasonable that I can buy a tire with, or buy a car with mm -hmm. in those days, cannot even buy a tire now. True. So if you are just relying on your retirement benefits and so on without, you know, positioning yourself with good manner, not fraudulent manner, mm -hmm. with every sense of honesty and dedication to your God too. That is important because the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So anybody you deal with with the fear of God self-respect and so on definitely they will have known you that you did not carry the job on your head mm. Mm. that this is whom you are and you will retain them and at the time you leave office they are there for you and you can leverage on you that can relationship on and that's your reputation and it will be, begin to grow and uh, so, so so there's something called <clears> social <throat> asset yeah because i read in one book that when people want to venture into business they shouldn't only think about money as the only capital mm. that they need mm. there's also something called social capital which yes. is your network yes um, there's also something called uh, knowledge capital yes there's also something called emotional capital that's right communication ability capital that's right people skills capital you got it so if you're in service yeah. and you've been able to acquire these other skills skills yeah. and potentials yeah. and capabilities yeah. then you have a lot you have a lot to run with after yeah, it. That's quite deep. That's quite deep. Yeah. Now let's look at um, your second company. Is it the construction? Yeah. One would think that, <clears throat> you know, because we professionals, we tend to be linear. Mm. If you are a civil servant working in the finance section, mm. if you're going to think about doing business at all after retirement, you will be thinking of consulting as a financial consultant. Mm. Um, you know, we tend to be linear, mm. but here you are, you retired, you spent 35 years in the security arm of yes. our national life, and even internationally you practice it, yes. yet you decided to venture into a new terrain, yes. as it were. Yes. What instigated that decision? Okay, I told you before I start my 35-year journey yes. in the police, I was with Taylor Woodrow. True. That was into construction. That time there was no Julius Bagger. <laughs> we have Costain, we have Telewudo, and just about a few others like that. Mm. Those are the people we have in the country. So there and then I was trained as a plant uh, manager. Okay. And by that I was exposed to a lot of technical uh, uh, jobs. Trained as a fitter, as a welder, as joiner, mm. as everything and as a diver, as everything. Diver. Diver. So all these things were in my head. And I left them and then joined the police. So at the time I joined the police, I was, I can bear myself into anything. Mm. And uh, I will know it's, it's going to be well. You were and equipped. I, I hold to my God anyway. Mm -hmm. 
So either immediately I finished the office job, I'm in the church. Mm. As a choir master, as organist, as this and that. So I don't play with that. So it doesn't block my job. So at the time I retired, or even before I retired, the little thing God gave me, a place, you know my house, I built it myself. That's, then that's I was in service. I employed men. I pay them. And I see what they do every day. So most evenings, I go for tennis. But immediately I started the construction of that house. That place became my tennis, tennis ground court. every evening. So every evening, I but, put on my tennis uh, dress and so on. Go and say hello to my colleagues there. I'm coming. And I go there. So one day, I invited all my tennis uh, team. Now this is why I'm not always around mm. at the court. So this is where I am. So we have a nice day. And, and I've seen your house and at the time you built it. Yes. And looking at the design and yes. the details and yes. the finishing. Yeah. One would think that a, a core thoroughbred you know, professional I, I with years of experience. I did it myself. You're just telling me now. Yeah, I go there in the evening. If you put up anything since morning, if it is not meeting my demand, Please pull it down. Mm. We pull it when it's still fresh. And so we have not wasted anything. I know how we can preserve the mixed cement, mm -hmm. cover it up, and uh, they will recast it, replace it the way I want. Mm. And uh, they work till late. And I'll be with them. And uh, the following day, they will come and uh, put it uh, upright. Mm. And at the time I come, every day I'll be there. So, 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 know, so the technical knowledge had always been there. Had always been and there. I didn't allow it to be. No, 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 no. I was, there. you know, developing. And at the time I was retiring, I just go into that. Hmm. And uh, we had some structures within the use uh, UI there, uh, four-story building, uh, administrative blocks, mm -hmm. and so on. Uh, Trenchard hall. You know, we pulled the whole thing, uh, the whole roofing down, mm -hmm. re-roof it, remodel it. And repackage it for them. So there's a record of performance. Well, it's there. For anyone who is a doubter. But I know that you're not doing it alone. You have a team. Oh. What are the things you look out for when you want to select members of your team? Well those I, who will work for you. I know what I want. Yes. And I know who can give it. And if you can't give it, just fire you. That's all. Okay. And if you are good, I put you in position. And we we'll work together. And not that I leave you to do the job, I am there with you. Okay, so you're always... 7 30 in the morning, I'm at my side. So workers that will arrive, work late, we will meet the chairman. I was in the MD, we have an MD. And they meet the chairman at the side. So tomorrow, nobody will tell you not to come on time. So you don't do upstairs or guy? Oh, as they I'm, say in I'm, our panels. I'm, 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 I'm general. No, no, general. no, 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 I'm always at the yeah. side. Now, I've heard you talk also about continuous education. I know that after you retired, you still went to school, University of Ibadan, to get degrees, postgraduate degrees. Yes. You even went abroad yes. to obtain um, a degree in management yes. at a prestigious UK, UK institution. Exactly. What informed your decision to do all of these things and to hold dear this concept of continuous education, which I've heard you preach in some at some forum. Well, uh, I came from a background that was quite down there. My father was a farmer. Hmm. So typical farmer. And so he, all he knows is that he will train his children to primary education. 
after primary education, he said, your eye has been opened. Hmm. So go and find your way. Find your way. So I was trained to primary education. Despite I passed so many secondary schools, my father said, I'm sorry, I don't have money to continue with you. So go and find your way. So I found my way in getting GC, get, find my way in getting this, find my way in taking all my papers, find my way into Telawudro, I'm training to this, into that, find my way into the police, and into the police I study all police colleges, all police training schools. Wherever there's training institution, I will find my way there. I will see that I'm put there. And today, before I left the force, I become an expert in all the fields. And uh, from there to overseas training, to the FBI, to the Scotland Yard, and I found myself doing international job. So, for about four, five years, I was on international assignment. Hmm. So, you already have that record. I mean, that, that continuous, habit of continuous yes. education. And at the time I retired, as I look at, I'm now working at UI, but then I was constructing a big uh, structure there. Mm -hmm. And I feel I'm here every day. So, why can't I come in? After all, I've finished with the war college. I have my certificate. So I enrolled to do my master's degree. <laughs> so while I inside the UI, supervising my job, then at the same time, I'm, I'm in the classroom. Now, there's the, 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 the a discipline yes. that is required to achieve all that because... Just make up your mind. Just make up Just your mind. Make, I know I can do it. And I made up my mind to do it. Because I was interviewing someone and I asked her, how are you able to do this? And she said, I listen to myself. Yes. Once I have a nudge in my yeah. spirit to do something, I yeah. don't contemplate. No. I don't think about it because once I start to think and analyze, I won't do it. You put down. Once I have that inner conviction, I just throw myself go, into it and just do it. That's all. And that's what you are preaching against. Exactly. Too. Exactly. That is it. I think that's the best place to live. I put on my t-shirt, put on jean, and my daughter was a student in UI. So there she is there, I'm there too, as a father. So we are students. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think a lot of people would find that inspiring. Yeah. I, I, I watched an interview some time ago of an 80-something-year-old man on Yomila Inka interviews in this year, right. who got his uh, degree in UI. Yes. And on the interview program, he was saying that he plans to go for his doctoral because yes. His son <clears throat> is presently on his PhD, and he also wants to prove to his son that he can obtain a PhD. Yes, more so. Why I decided to go into the university and to go to that London uh, institution was that I was not privileged to be trained to go to the university from childhood, mm -hmm. and I said God had designed me to go to university. So let me now, on my own, after retirement, go to the university. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went and I found it very simple and I went through with ease. So just do it. Just do it. That's Once all. you have an inclination or a nudging. Uh, no, I'm not going to look for a job with it. So thank God so far so good. With the jobs I'm doing, that's okay. But then, uh, when they ask about your uh, uh, educational uh, qualification, mm -hmm. say, oh, it's having a master's degree in social and so Before we go, sir, I I'd like your final word yeah. in terms of your counsel. Mm to those who are still in service and are about to retire or those who have retired and are feeling depressed and despondent mm. out there mm. i'd like to have your final word by way of counsel to them well my final word for them is that they should know that it is not as bad outside their job as they are thinking the way you make your bed that is how you are going to 
now on it. So they should begin to make their bed well now by socializing, by doing good things, by being friendly, by doing this, by that, mm. and preparing for whom they are going to relate with after service. Okay. Hence, they will be left alone and they will feel isolated. They could be isolated. Which is bad, you know. Which is very bad. Yeah, Josana, yeah. I want to thank you most sincerely. It's I want to thank you effusively thank you for agreeing to come on the program to share your insights with us about much. how you can transit yeah. from life in service to life in retirement yes. and succeeding yes. even beyond retirement as an entrepreneur. Thank, thank you, you very much, much for coming on the program. Thank you very much.